It's time for The Rush with podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Teddy, I appreciate you taking some time to join us today. We, we wanted to ask you about a couple of different things as it pertains to Oklahoma. First and foremost, are you good with the school issuing this graphic about a week ago that uh, they are Oklahoma is the greatest college football program of all time based on total AP votes and where they finished in the coaches' poll in the last uh, 135 years. Am I okay with it? Sure. Yeah. Um, that's fine with me. There's a lot of people that argue back and forth about that, like who's the best program ever, and I I don't get caught up in that. I'm I'm on the next year. Who's going to be the best program next year? That's really all I care about. <laughs> Do they expect me to say, no, I demand Oklahoma retract that graphic? I'm surprised you even gave uh, that much of a response. That when you, when you told me what the question was, it sounded odd, but that's um, a weird question to lead off with. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a little bit surprised by it. Um, I mean, it was interesting. Yeah, they kind of uh, that was Kublik that asked you that first question. Then right. McElroy, I don't know, he almost doubled down on it a little bit. Let's... One decade, dude, the nineties. God, let's not act like OU is lost in the wilderness for thirty years. Are you kidding me? Yeah, seriously, with that. Yeah. Wow. Greg, bro, I respect you. Cole, I respect you too. You guys are, you know, both do TV and radio. You played at Alabama and Auburn. Like, that's all cool, but get a friggin' grip on this one. Know your history about the sport, guys. I'm just. God. I'm, I just think it's funny that. I didn't say that. Right. Neither did OU. It was the AP. It was right. it was based off of AP rankings in the past. It's not a hot take. It's not an opinion. Right. I God. It's like if it's like they wanted me to to like get upset and try to defend like Oklahoma's position. I like, I don't care about that. <laughs> if you want weird. You guys want to cut the interview short, that's fine. I that's I, I got no problem. But if, if you could do it over again, how would you have responded to that first question? I don't know. I I don't know that I would res, re, would have responded any differently. Maybe I would have said, if you want someone to defend Oklahoma being number one, you should have called the AP. I. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> that's that's because well, he he asked me if I'm okay with Oklahoma posting the graphic. Why wouldn't they? The AP, all right? This isn't the J-Boy show or some local radio show somewhere saying this. This is the AP saying, hey, based off our rankings, OU's the best program of all time. Yeah, I'm okay with OU reposting that. That's, that's, okay. <laughs> that's okay with me. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that angle of conversation with – nor should you have about been. OU. I was I was prepared for like the Lincoln Riley to USC and what what is Venable's going to do and kind of what the vision moving forward for the SEC is. I wasn't prepared to defend the AP's 
uh, declaration of Oklahoma as number one. Huh. Blaine says since 2000, OU has averaged a better record than Alabama. I mean, that's that's just it. Yes, Bama is in the middle of maybe the best run, probably the best run the sport has ever seen, but college football's lasted longer than since 2010, Well, tw- and, tw- 20, 2009. And that's kind of the funny part is, you know, right after, you know, wanting to take me to task on what the AP said for some reason. Then they transitioned to trying to convince me that last year was a great year and, like, we're going to be really missing Lincoln Riley, right? Like, that was, the, like, the next thing. It's like, last year was, it was a good year. You guys had a – you were 11-2, and two, which, number one, it's pretty condescending to tell me that last year was a good year at OU and we went to the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, didn't even make the conference championship game when you've won the league every year since what 2015. Right. So it it that's I don't have buyer's remorse on the SEC. I knew that this is going to happen. It's like this weird kind of like a initiation phase, but it's pay attention to history. You two guys play. You, you know what you're talking about for the most part, but God, do, do some research, please. Right. Um, it's interesting. Just it's very, very odd, is what it is. Should I have uh, ask if uh, Cole Kublik wants to come on and ask him if he's okay with uh, the AP having Oklahoma as the number one team? Cole, are you okay <laughs> with uh, the AP having Auburn as the uh, 16th best team in college football history? He played at Auburn. That's why I say that. <laughs> uh, mm. Which, I, you know, I really like him, and I think he's got a really good perspective on sure. on talking about a, a lot of those teams. And usually he's kind of a – not necess- I, I wouldn't just say an X's and O's kind of guy, but – Usually more of a football conversation guy than a AP ranking kind of guy. That's so that was what I expected going into the show. And it was weird. Hmm. McElroy is the most punchable person in college football media. Changed my mind. That's on the text line. News flash, this is the national perception of OU and why OU fans feel frustrated and minimized. Yeah. Yep. That's okay though. That's a good thing. It's good. I bet after you got off the show, they were talking about, well, uh, historically, OU would probably rank as the fifth most historic program in the SEC. <laughs> probably so. <sighs> probably so. I don't know why I let these things get me all upset, because I know that the conversations are happening out there, but, man, I thought OU, I don't, I don't know. Here's how little I think of it. It took me, like, ten minutes after – the conversation to be like, what exactly just happened? What was that? Was that a serious conversation? It was funny. <laughs> Jeez, man. I demand that OU retract the graphic saying that AP has us as the number one program of all time. Everyone needs to pay attention to when OU is at their best. The last time OU won an Addy in 2000, the Big 12 was the SEC. K-State was top five, Nebraska top five, Texas top ten. Even Iowa State was good. Yes, it's it's the point we made last week is this will not be the first time ever that OU has been in the best conference in college football. In fact, I feels like that's kind of been the majority of their history. The Big 10 has some um, – some success 
Uh, but the Big 8 was great in a lot of years. Arguably the best, probably the best. The Big 12 in the late 90s, early 2000s was the best. This will not be the first time OU's been the toughest league. They'll be aight. You know, and... And in fact, the best years of OU history have been when they've been yes, in the best conference. Yes, that is right. And we talked about that previously. And for whatever reason, I got to thinking about the the national cha- the 2000 national championship team and i've come to the conclusion that the 2000 sooners are the most disrespected yep national champion maybe in the history of college football i've said that for a few years now do you know something they went through in that season It's either five of the six previous national champions mm-hmm. or six of the seven. Well, let's count them. Uh, Florida State 93. was 93-99. 93-99. Nebraska were, won three, so there's your five right there. I mean, right. Nebraska won three of them. And Florida State was in 96. They, they have an unclaimed national title for that season. Uh, well, 98, they were in the national championship game. Again, they lost to Tennessee, but they were right. in the national championship game that year. Right. So they went through five of the six previous national champ those two teams. Um, By the way, the two best programs at that time, Nebraska and Florida State, whatever you want to say, one and two, right. those are the two best programs. Oh, That's you right. beat both by double digits. That's right. They went through, I think, four – Offenses that were the number one offense in the country at the time that they played them. Jeez. Texas, Nebraska, Kansas State, and Florida State. Mm-hmm. Right? Two, two Heisman Trophy winners, Eric Crouch and Winky. Defensively, um, Nebraska, Kansas State, um, I think Texas – and I don't know where Florida State was, but those teams were all top five defenses when they went through them as well. So uh, it's that run is is you know we talk about it, but whenever you really look at who they were up against, it would have been like beating Alabama and Georgia Cle- next year or Clemson and Clemson, whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah. So it's and a lot of crazy. those teams were all of those games like. Here's what's maybe most impressive to me, all right, is you beat Texas 63-14. That's neutral site. You beat Kansas State top three by 10. That's on the road. Nebraska, you win by 17. That's at home. Like You get the trend here. All of these games outside the Nebraska game, all the most impressive wins, they were neutral sites or true road games. So it's not like OU just got lucky and had three home games against the best, like, no, they had one. They had one home game against that incredible stretch. And that resume, I'll throw that resume, the 2000 team, in terms of that schedule, up against anybody, man. And now, like, I won't, and I'm with you, and I've said that for a couple years now, I I won't make the argument that they're the best national champion we've seen in the past 20 years. But for people to not even put them in the top 10 is incredibly disrespectful. Right. And the... The fifth team that I forgot, Kansas State, when we played them again. Yeah, played them twice. Played in, them twice. In Kansas City, by the way. Right, in Kansas City for a neutral site. Yeah, it's just, it's incredible. And you didn't beat 
the number one offenses. Like you held Nebraska to fourteen. You held Florida State in the national championship game, the Heisman Trophy winner, to zero points. What picked him off two or three times? Yeah, it's made him fumble once. That's what set up the Quentin Griffin touchdown. Yeah. The, the most you gave up was 31 to Kansas State, but should have been 24. Someone let a punt get blocked that day. Special teams. God. But that's how yeah. good we were. We that's were good how, enough yeah, to beat exactly. Kansas State, a, a top five team on the road, and give up a block punt for a touchdown. Man. Was that in the fourth quarter? Mm, it, was second half. it was definitely second half. Now I'm all fired up because of the, the stupid things that uh, Cole and, and McElroy said, and then this as well. Right. Yeah. No, I just I thought that was interesting because I, whenever I started thinking about it, I was like, I mean, OU won a championship in the fifth, like three in the 50s, in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 2000s. Um, I, I was like, I guess I'm, I'm confused why they're so shocked. Yeah, by they, that. <laughs> have they come up short in the college football playoff? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a playoff with four teams here, not 32 or 64 or anything. But you can't let that cloud what OU has done historically. And what they've done historically, according to the AP poll, which is right, they've been the most successful program. They don't have the most national championships, but how what their metric was is like, how many weeks they've been ranked in the top, you know, five, you know, however they did Like your however average they did overall yeah, yeah, ranking yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It is interesting. Should we uh, – wonder if we should let the Twitter army get after those guys or not. Uh, I don't – I'm see, I'm still trying to figure out how exactly I want to handle it myself. Um, I say get them. Get them, well, guys. Get them. I really like Cole Kubelik. I do. Um He's been on the podcast with with Gabe and I several times. Um, I really don't know McElroy at all. I don't. I've seen him call some games, and I've heard people say that he typically has an anti-OU spin when he calls a game. Is that true? Um, So I talked to him for 20 minutes during the season for a story I wrote on him, Mm -hmm. and he closed it like, um, ah, it's dude, it's it's all good. Lincoln Lincoln will get it figured out. That was the week of the Kansas game. <laughs> oh, he called that game, right? Uh, I think he did. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Sean says Oklahoma was a nice story in 2000, and then we were supposed to go away, and the national media hasn't forgiven us for staying relevant. Yeah, I know. They would really uh, hate us if we would have won in 03 and 04. But, um, hey, you know what, though? I think it's good to feed off of uh, some hate. Makes you stronger, you know, and, and – I'll tell you, I, that's why I it's, – it's one of the reasons. It's a very small reason, but it's one of the reasons I feel good about where this team and program is right now, right? I, it's Everyone else saying it sucks, so it yeah. makes me feel better. It's going to be I awesome. Know, not, not just better, like awesome. And angry. That's good. But I, I don't remember the last time a coach being hired at a blue blood school – and it in it, it getting this type of reaction, being so like polar opposite so, on the ground yeah. in the fan base compared to nationally, which you know it's it's the funny thing is, did they have the same reaction to Kirby Smart when he got hired at Georgia, or you know Lincoln Riley whenever he took over for uh, Bob Stoops? It seems to be only this. 
this particular instance. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Like they're holding it against Brent Venables that he didn't take the first head coaching job that came his way. Yeah. Right? Is this like because they dislike Dabo so much and he, maybe Kubelik's mad that he didn't take the Auburn he job? Probably is, and was uh, told us publicly that he didn't take the Auburn job. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Fascinating. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on next. Cavens Construction, bringing you hour number two of the rush. I'm sure Gary Cavens thinks the uh, 2000 OU team is disrespected as well. And that's why Cavens Construction is awesome, but not the only reason. They offer remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma, can help take the ease off of your staff, but fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Give Gary and the team a call today. 405-573-3048, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. All right, you got a lot of things to say on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's go to it. First off, Teddy and Tyler, did you see that since 2000, we have the ninth most players taken in the draft? I thought that was good, and the 2000 team was awesome, and everyone knows it. It's from Curtis B. Yeah. Um. What's amazing is that 2000 team was awesome and there weren't a whole lot of draft picks on that team. Who's the most notable, Roy? Well, actually, I guess maybe I shouldn't say that because that's not true. You had Roy was a first-rounder, top 10. Uh, Wolf Oak was a first-rounder. Um, Straight was a third-rounder. Um, Dan Cody was a third rounder. It was Rocky. Rocky was fourth? Yeah. Is that right? Well, defensively, you, defensively, you had star power, guys in the league. You didn't have multiple first rounders. But offensively, like Wolfolk, yes, ended up being a high draft pick, but that was as a corner, not a, right. as a wide receiver what he played that season. What about – did Q – I know he went to Denver. Where, did, did he get drafted? I think he got drafted, but it wasn't very high. I late. think it was pretty late. Yeah. So, huh? it's just interesting, man. And it goes back to what we were talking about yesterday, man. The formula of program guys. Like, you had five-star recruits on that team. Uh, Torrance was a five-star. Now, we didn't get him in recruiting. We got him via, uh, what, junior college. Uh-huh. But he was a former five-star out of Miami. Roy, I don't know what Roy was, but he was a big enough guy where he brought a friend with him in, in Damian Mackey. Um, so I'm guessing he was a, a top recruit. Ante Jones, I believe, was probably a five-star. He was one of the highest-recruited guys in the country, wasn't he? And then you had like the starting defensive end, Corey Heineke. From like Edmund Santa Fe walk on. Well, look at the offensive line, man. Starting Sam Backer, uh, Roger Steffen from El Reno walk on. 
Offensive line almost across the board from Oklahoma, small town guy. Like, you a lot know. of people just had an issue with the way that you said El Reno. Um, there was a certain type of way that you said that. It was basically, yeah. we haven't even sniffed El Reno since Roger Steffen come out of there. Aust- was Austin Box from El Reno? Enid. Uh, Enid? Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Well, um, yeah, man. It's it, there was just a really interesting mix on that team, and I think you've got to have that formula, so to speak. Unless you, like I said yesterday, unless you can have the culture be as hardline and on rails as possible, like Alabama has had, everyone else will have like a quick little run and then seems to fall apart. Brian and Maryland, amen to the 2000 team not getting any respect. Thought this for a long time. Uh, next time, Teddy needs to ask McElroy if he's okay with Bama claiming 100 national championships. <laughs> yeah, e- easy to have the most when you claim a bunch of bogus titles. The East Coast media bias keeps the Miami would beat OU crap running, literally. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's one of the only problems with the BCS is fairly routinely – there was a team that felt like they should be in the national championship, right? Yep. And it kind of kept that that debate was going pretty routinely, which who was the, what was the last one that really pushed them into the playoff? There was one that was it wasn't Oklahoma State. 2011, really. That was one of the bigger ones. Um Bama had lost to LSU at home. Oklahoma State had lost late in the year, but you thought that LSU and Oklahoma State should play. You thought that there was an SEC bias there, even though there wasn't supposed to be. That that was kind of the real. Because yeah. 2012, what, Bama and Notre Dame, I think, were undefeated. 2013, by, by 2013, you had already established that that was going to happen. 2008 was kind of a big one, too. The, the fact that Texas beat OU during the regular season and didn't get to play for a Big 12 or a national championship. So, 08. There were some people that had an issue with that, but 2011 was pretty big, too. But you had several years, man. 2000, there was an issue with Miami not being in it. Uh, 2001, a big issue with Nebraska being in it, not even playing in the Big 12 championship. Who was the other team that wanted to be in it in 01? Colorado thought they probably should be. um, Did they beat Texas in the Big 12 championship? They did in Irving. Yeah, they had lost to them early on that year in the regular season. I can't remember if Colorado had one or two losses that year. And then avenged it? Yeah, but mostly it was the issue that why is Oregon should be in instead of Nebraska? Why is Nebraska in this thing? The last game they played, they got destroyed by Colorado and didn't even play in the conference championship. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, there there were were a lot of years. And then what, 2002? Was Ohio uh, State and Miami, and that was pretty. That was that was, was pretty, pretty dead on. In. Yeah, I think Ohio State was undefeated that year. Miami was thought to be the best team. And then obviously 03, the the three you had there with USC being the odd man out. And then O four was dead on. O five was dead on. O uh, six seemed to be pretty dead on. Yeah, Florida and Ohio State. 07, that was uh, that was another crazy year where in two loss LSU was able to get in. Another team that last or lo- well, no, no, they lost their last regular season game, won the SEC championship and ended up sneaking in against Ohio State. Yeah. Well, um <laughs> I I feel like it was the 
maybe the LSU Alabama rematch national championship yeah, yeah, that really yeah, yeah, because were. the regular season game was boring and then the national championship game for the masses like I enjoyed it but for the masses was boring the national championship was more boring than the first one like Bama yeah. won 21 nothing and LSU crossed the 50 yard line once maybe that right. game and I think that everyone was like this is crap what are we doing here so yeah that's just the nature of it, though, and I guess there's not a whole lot of the the four team playoff. Doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of anger about who the four teams are. There's just a well, we've got to this moment now to where the teams that have made it over and over are gaining more and more power with every single year and separating themselves from the rest of the pack. And you've just kind of left the rest of college football behind. And that's just – it's bad for college football that there's so many fan bases that are out of it by early October, right? Yeah, and and that's one of the reasons why I know people want the West Coast to be re-engaged with the sport. I understand that. And there's a thought that – Muleshoe getting hired out there is going to help. Dan Lanning at Oregon might help. But with the current structure of the sport, how SEC dominant it's been and how SEC dominant it's going to continue to be, I think that that I – don't, I don't think that the West Coast is maybe ever going to get reengaged with the sport again. Yeah. Just because I don't see any team out there winning a national championship anytime soon. You may be right. You may and be I'm right. fine with that. Like I, I don't care at all if the West Coast is ever relevant in the sport again. In fact, I hope it never happens. I, I mean, who who cares? But I'm not so sure that it is. I'm sure this question has been asked, but I was wondering what you all think about Dylan Edwards. He has been compared to Presley at Bigsby. Would it take away Teddy's pain on not locking up Presley? Who's the Edwards kid? Dylan Edwards, um, running back in the state of Kansas. He's kind of a – Parker's compared him to Darren Sproles. That type of player where they're going to use him over the field. He's not a big kid, but he's a speedster. Did I say Gatorade player of the year in the state of Kansas? If I haven't already, a lot of people feel like OU's in pretty good shape for this kid. Sounds like they're going to get him, but will it take away the pain of Presley? No. That is the one uh, recruit that Teddy wanted badly, so much so that he told the old and new staff to go get this kid. (laughs) First conversation I have with Venables. First thing out of my mouth. Have you offered uh, the Presley kid yet? Um, The answer to that is no. The only thing that is going to take the pain away is if we can hold him in on special teams because I have this horrible feeling, this pain uh, inside, deep inside, knowing that We've got like a re-kick situation that's going to happen oh, with the God, Presley Don't you kid. say that, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> it, mm. uh, it, it's just, it's there. It's boiling deep beneath the surface and feel like at some point it's going to show up. Hopefully not, though. Yeah. Um, let me read one more here. I would rather have the national media hype that is happening now than the national gushing that happened last year. And to have the season we had in 2021. It's a good point. I feel like those days are over, which I think everyone's fine about that. Never again. I'm never picking Oklahoma again. 
That's okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it is weird, though. There's this weird thing. I don't know why it happens. You know, I watch the team. I know the players. Most of the guys, unless they're freshmen, I've seen everyone. I know what they are. I know I've talked to the coaches. I've been around it. I know our system. I know our scheme. I know our schedule. I know who we're playing. I don't know why I feel the need for vindication or something by someone on a national TV show picking Oklahoma. It's stupid. They don't know anything about us. Their assistant probably said, well, you could either take Oklahoma or Ohio State. I think Kirk's taking Ohio State. Why don't you take Oklahoma? Yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I care what they say? It's so weird. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, who cares? I mean, that's it's it's fine. Um, I'm sure BV will use some of that as motivation, whatever. But yeah. I'm down with being kind of the outcast in college yeah. Us against the world mentality. That's right. It'll, it'll make that next title all all sweeter, all the more sweeter. Yeah, and because uh, it felt like a OU against the world mentality in two thousand. Sure. When Corso never picked OU one time. Right. It's That's, pretty fun. It's good. It's fun. Um, it unites the fan base. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. And then after you win it, you tell everyone to suck it. Which um, I was kind of upset the other day. I saw someone, who was it? Someone posted a picture of the 1985 National Championship. They had a parade in downtown Oklahoma City. Yep, you just had yours inside the stadium. What the hell? I want to get on top of one of those double-decker buses and drink three gallons of champagne. It does sound champagne. Or whatever. Avocado tequila like Brady? Everyone would be so PO'd if the championship parade happened at OKC and not Norman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, we're going to get the Edmund crowd down for the celebration. <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. It is the rush on the ref. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Store number one is... Quick shout out to our friends over at RoofTech. Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine on that 2000 National Championship team. Been doing business there for a long time. Tons of experience that can handle any of your roofing needs. Quick repairs, leaks, and uh, full roof replacements as well. If you've had storm damage, wind, hail, uh, give the guys over at RoofTech a call. Um, this ties in a bit to the situation on the ground in Ukraine. Uh, Vitaly Klitschko, I don't know if you remember him and his younger uh, brother, uh, Vladimir Klitschko, boxers, both heavyweight champions at, oh, yeah. at different times. Vitaly, I don't know if he lives in Great Britain or what, but he was on, I think this morning, television there um talking about the the current situation and he's headed back 
to uh, to pick up arms with the rest of the the countrymen there and defend Ukraine. He's got no choice. He says uh, it was pretty good. His his the way he laid it out was was very good and um, very interesting and very brave. I would not want to be a six ten guy out running stick around out, man. hiding behind something. Yeah, you stick out uh, rather easily, but that's the choice. I mean, there's that's just it. some some awful photos out on social media right now of you know a father telling his wife and child goodbye as they get on a train outside the city and he's staying yep. there to defend things. Yep. I mean, that's that's like the real this isn't a joke. Like it's it's a real it's a real thing that's going on right now. That's right. And I think it's interesting uh, ties into my next one. Um, you see across the world, even in Russia right now, have you seen the people gathering to protest yeah. uh, Putin and the invasion? That you see that there. And then I saw this, which is interesting and ties into sports. A lot of the countries in, in Europe, uh, World Cup countries, are now refusing. I guess there was going to be a bunch of World Cup qualifying matches in Russia coming up. I don't. I don't know. Maybe if that was this summer or when it was the World Cup qualifier, but they're refusing to play those in Russia. So I thought that was interesting. Um, here locally, which some people thought maybe uh, the announcement came. Uh, you know, at the same time as the Ukraine situation for a reason, but Art Bryles. Yeah. Offensive coordinator, Grambling State, uh, has not has not had a uh, collegiate coaching job since the situation went down in Baylor. 2016, I believe, is when that was. Uh, so, as of right now, he's your offensive coordinator at Grambling State. Hugh Jackson who was the head coach at Cleveland there uh, when Baker uh, got drafted, is now the head coach at Grambling. So, an interesting situation there. Yeah, um, I'm a believer in second chances. This whole Art Bryles situation was was really bad. I don't think that, even with this job, though, doesn't matter if he you know does great things at Grambling State, he's never going to get a big-time job again. I don't think we have to worry about that. If you are worried about it, yeah, um, you wouldn't think so. I, I guess you never know, but I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if you will or not. I, I tend to lean your way and say that it's probably uh, unlikely. All right, I got a few here. First, Nick Saban, his golf swing was caught on video mm-hmm. this week. He was at some sort of a PGA event, and it's not a very good golf swing, which. Hmm further adds to his legacy of being the GOAT, wouldn't you probably say the worse golf swing you have, the better head coach you are because you're never out there working on your golf swing, you're doing everything else instead? I thought he was a good golfer. You remember when Coach Stoops played in that pro-am at Pebble Beach? Yeah. Saban was out there at the same time, and I remember watching him, and, and at least they were talking about it on the broadcast as if he was a good golfer, and the whole Maybe they showed him on. he used to have on, a better swing. Yeah. I don't know. He is 70, so. Oklahoma State head coach Mike Boynton says both sides of Bedlam refer to each other as little brother, and he doesn't understand why. Quote, why do we have to be family? End quote. 
So Oklahoma State has made it a point now to call uh, OU little brother. And in fact, a couple of their players, uh, I think, what, what was it, Caleb Boone referred to OU as little brother after the first game. Rondell Walker referred to them as little brother today. So nice. that's kind of the stance that they're, uh, they're taking. Hey, Good luck with that, guys. I love that. I love that. I think that's great. Um, let's let's crank it up. Let's crank it up. Crank up the animosity. Uh, this is entertainment. It can get heated. We can uh, we can throw jabs at one another. That's what a rivalry is supposed to be. There's video of a Ukrainian woman marching up to an armed Russian soldier and offering him sunflower seeds to put in his pocket. Why? So they'll bloom when he dies on their soil. That's what she told him. Oh, my God. That I respect. Wow. Yeah, there's video of it, her yelling, and he looks like he's calm and composed from what I can tell, but I I love that, man. Yeah, when you Ooh. die here, put these in your pocket, so <laughs> something will bloom when you Jeez. die here. That's, that is uh, – I get it, man. I get it. I – I can't imagine, you know, we're really lucky uh, with where we live, geographically isolated from a lot of this type of stuff. Um, it would, it would, to be in that vulnerable position of living in a smaller country, surrounded by a big, um, a superpower with a psycho running things that militarily you just don't stand much of a chance and here they come there's not a whole lot you can do but we're going to go out there and do it anyways that's a that's a scary scary world to live in and we we are uh we've been very blessed last one there's been a lot of rumors this offseason about Eric Bieniemy how he's treated Patrick Mahomes yeah. and some of the things that have allegedly gone on inside the scenes there, um, and there's a lot of interesting rumors there, but sounds like he will be back as the Chiefs' OC next year after not getting a head coaching job once again this past yeah, offseason. What, what were those? Because I remember saying that it, people were saying it looks like he's not going to be back, and and it, they never really elaborated on what— well, He's the, a very headstrong type of guy. Like, we're running what I run, and like— you know, a superstar quarterback normally, you know, gets to throw a little feedback in every mm -hmm. now and then. And, you know, this isn't the whole story. I'm making it the, the short version. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes maybe doesn't have the same, you know. Great relationship. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the relationship is doesn't sound like it's very good there. Yeah. Well, you know, frankly, I could understand the enemy's frustration with, um, you know, a quarterback that gets all the love and, you know, whenever he goes out there and plays great, it's because of how great he is. Whenever he goes out there and plays poorly, it's because of how, you know, we didn't have, we weren't in the right plays or weren't calling the game properly. So I can understand that frustration. I mean, let's face it. Mahomes wasn't very good in the playoffs. Well, and he made the critical mistake right before halftime. Yes. Costing the football game. That's right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next.
Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two of the rush. Give Cavens a call today for all your remodeling, roofing, water restoration needs. They do snow removal, emergency repairs as well. 405-573-3048. Tulsa, you can call them. 918-282-7612. Texas is officially back. That's right. Uh, Trey Mitchell left the basketball program recently, and his dad went off on Chris Beard on social media, basically saying that he doesn't know anything about basketball. The staff knows nothing about basketball as well, and they're basically just a bunch of fans out there. They don't know anything. Texas back, baby. Guy leaves a program, and uh, I I guess I can't talk too much because that was going on with Latrell McCudgeon's dad during the OU football season last year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to guess that those are the types of things that won't be happening anymore around OU football. Parents uh, going off on social media about the current staff. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think you're wrong. I have a hunch, though, that that's going to tone down a bit. It may tone down, but I think – I think it's always going to happen, and that's not an Oklahoma thing or a Texas thing. I think that's a 2022 thing. You know, there is, for the longest time, and it's one of the, it's one of the things that we've seen dramatically change in recent years in this country. There was a, a long, longest time when I grew up, I think probably when you grew up, our parents took the word of our teachers and our coaches. 100%. And that was reported to the parent and the parent back to us to get your butt in line. Now, the parents are always siding with the their kid mm-hmm. against teachers, against principals, against coaches. It's it's been the strangest reversal, and it leads. I don't to really stuff know like when it seen. happened either, but it seemed like it happened overnight. I know it it, mm-hmm. it it did happen overnight. It is strange. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour is next.